Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. You're listening to WQYLDB Wathasha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flinard. Your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Hello and welcome to Enterprise Now. I am your host, LZ Flinnard, and we have a wonderful show for you this fine, fine evening. I have on the line with me, Mr. Doug Edmondson with Retire in Three, and he has a ton of knowledge and wisdom that he is going to share with us tonight. But first, I have a couple of housekeeping items to take care of. We are um, available for sponsorship. If you're out there and you want to uh, promote your brand, get your brand out there to the world, we are um, online, so we are international. We have people who um, are in contact with us as far away as Africa, India, and we're also local. So if you're a local business that wants to promote your brand, Enterprise Now, WQIL, DB Radio can help you do that. So we have sponsorships available. Go to our website, www.wqyl-db.com slash sponsorships and um, check out our our different packages we even have a a happy birthday shout outs that you can send out to a loved one or a colleague or a person that you do business with so check us out www.wqyl-db.com slash sponsorship to sponsor our show also wanted to give a shout out to Baseline to Go Line, the new show that joined the WQYL family. Uh, they are killing the game right now. Those gentlemen are doing it big and we appreciate them joining the family. So shout out to Baseline to Go Line who joined the family. And we're also working on a couple of other shows that are going to be coming up soon. So be on the lookout for that. Again, like I said, I have with me on the line, Mr. Doug Edmondson with retiring three and he's going to share with us um all of the knowledge that he has so we're going to bring doug on the line doug are you there hi healthy i'm here awesome awesome well first of all doug let me say thank you so much for being on the show um i really appreciate it you calling in all the way from canada right yep Awesome, just, uh, awesome. Just north uh, east of Toronto. Awesome, awesome. So I, I appreciate your time, and I'm ready to dig in and, and suck all of the knowledge and wisdom that you have out of your head and, and so I can get it down on paper because I'm going to be taking notes and also out to my listeners because um, I tell people all the time, if you want to be an entrepreneur, even if you're already an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you need to network with folks. You need to understand how entrepreneurs think. And you are, my friend, an entrepreneur. So tell us about yourself. How did you get to where you are today? And again, as I tell all of my guests, you're welcome to go all the way back to your childhood, where you grew up, all that, all the way to the current day. So tell us about yourself, Doug. Uh, well, I've basically been an entrepreneur at heart for most of my life. I've never really thought the way other people think that you get a good education, you go get a job, and then you work at that job for 40 years. That was just not my way of thinking, although I had lots of different jobs along the along the way. Um, I was always trying different things. I ran a, when I was going to university, I had a, a lawn cutting business and paid my first two years through university cutting lawns, and I cut a lot of lawns. And 
that's where sort of even before that I was doing stuff uh, where like shoveling driveways and selling I'd I'd raid my uh, father's vegetable garden and uh, take carrots and when I wanted to get a little extra money and I'd take bundles of carrots and then go around this when I was really young and selling it to the neighbors to try and get a little money so I could go to the show or something and he didn't sometimes he helped me but uh, he didn't really appreciate me taking all those carrots um, but where I got in the last six years, what happened is when I was 53, I got laid off from the job I was in, and my job was was outsourced. And at that point, I had just bought a new house. My existing house hadn't sold yet, and now I'm out of work. And we were we were just closing on the new house, so I had to do some fancy maneuvering to to come up with the, uh, the down payment and get qualified for the mortgage. And, and I actually, even today, I still own that house, plus I'm living in the house that we bought. But when I got laid off, I had a, I had a choice. I could either go out and try and find another job, or I could take a different approach and try and find something that I could do that would earn me some, some money. And I took option number two. I didn't really want to go back and work for somebody else. I would rather do my own thing. And so what happened is that a friend of mine, I knew he was had this home-based business thing going, and so I called him up and asked him if he'd tell me what he was doing. So I went over, actually my wife and I, we both went over, and she wasn't really that thrilled about it being dragged over to hear this uh, home-based business thing that was going on. But after a, an evening spent with him, we both uh, decided we had nothing to lose, and we both jumped in with both feet, and I've been doing that for now six years. And that basically meant that I didn't have to go back and back into the nine-to-five. Gotcha, and gotcha. So that's where I sort of got to where I am today. Okay, so tell let's talk about a little bit the when you got laid off um what goes through through your mind when that happens were you did you kind of have that resolve that this is kind of a a blessing in disguise or was it a was it a scary moment or take us back to what that moment what was that like it it sort of it was kind of weird because what happened is i'm at work and there was this i only i worked in the it department and there's only six of us in the department and this meeting notice went out, which I wasn't on the meeting notice, but being in such a little department, I knew that everybody else had been invited to this meeting. And the meeting was at like 10.30 in the morning. And I'm thinking, what's going on? Like, why was I excluded from this meeting? And then at 9.30, I get this call from from my manager, and he goes, he tells me that I've been laid off and that my job has been being redundant, the uh, entire department has been reorganized and my job eliminated. And I know exactly why it was eliminated. And it's because um, I reported up to the uh, the CIO. Well, I reported to a manager, reported to the CIO. And she, I didn't have any respect for her and I didn't think she knew what she was doing. And she had asked me to do something in Peterborough that just didn't sit right. And so instead of doing it, I went to the management in Peterborough and said, here's what I've been asked to do. Should I do this? And management in Peterborough said, absolutely not. You should not do that. And so the word got back to the CIO up through a different channel that what she had asked me was not going to be done and she was to back off. And then a month later, the whole department was re- reorganized and my job eliminated. And so when I got the notice, um, I immediately phoned home and told my wife. And my wife goes, well, congratulations, you're finally out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about it and I go, yeah, it's, I've been just, for the last couple years, I was only there for seven years, but for the last two years, I was just, complaining about it constantly. It was just things weren't going the way it was. My manager had 
there used to be a local plant manager who I reported to, and they got rid of the plant manager. And then there was basically in Peterborough, there was no one in charge of this plant. And there's a plant of 1,200 people. And so each each section or each division in the, the company, like engineering, marketing, uh, manufacturing, they all reported off to their own in their own silos. Mm-hmm. And there are six of us in IT. We all reported to different bosses. Like we didn't have a common manager, which was just insane. I mean, there was no coordination, and I was just getting more and more frustrated. So when I got laid off, they didn't really have a good reason for laying me off. So they also came up with a really nice severance package. Gotcha. And I signed the papers and said, yeah, that was great. But then I part of the package is that I had to hang around for two months and train my replacements. Hmm. So for two months, I had two guys from overseas following me around trying to learn what I did. Gotcha. Interesting, interesting. Um, so t- tell us a little bit more about that meeting. You mentioned that you and your wife went, um, you had a friend that was kind of doing his doing his own thing um, uh, in a home-based business. Um, what was that like? How was it? Was it hard to convince the wife to, to, to go with you? Or what, what was that? What was that like? Um, well, she didn't really want to go, but because she had dragged me off to so many things that I didn't want to go to, she felt sort of obligated to go with me. And she had been in another home-based business where the the company had gone basically gone belly up, and all her hard work had basically just within a day or two just all went out the window. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't want to really get back into something else and have the same thing happen again. Gotcha. And we went and we listened to them and listened to what the business was about and and some history of the business and how they were doing and and it all sounded good and it was in the health and wellness field mm-hmm. which my wife is really into healthy healthy living and and staying healthy and eating right and and so it resonated with her and there was also a a, a portion a large part of the business was uh, uh, athlete related okay. so there are a lot of uh, uh, elite athletes were taking and eating some some of this uh, the products that that we have, and I play competitive squash, and eating healthy and getting the nutrition you need, and it's what has basically kept me in the game. So I'm I'm going to be turning 60 in a in a month or two, and I'm still playing at a competitive level against people that are guys that are like half my age. And I'm still competing. And wow! I think I, a lot of it is because of because of the products that I'm taking. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! Well, Doug, this is a good point uh, place to take a break, and then when we get back, we're going to dig into uh, retiring three, what that is, and how you guys started, and the whole nine. So you're listening to Enterprise now on WQYLDB Radio. You're listening to WQYLDB Wathasha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flinnard. Your, your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. I'd like to welcome our premier sponsor of the Enterprise Now radio show, the Waukesha County Technical College Small Business Center. The WCTC Small Business Center is a community service initiative of the college with one primary mission, to help entrepreneurs start and grow small businesses in southeastern Wisconsin. The center offers a variety of low-cost to no-cost resources, including non-credit courses, services, and networking events, all designed to help real-world entrepreneurs succeed. Remember that passion without action is just a hobby. For more information, visit www.wctc.edu slash smallbusiness, then contact center manager Russ Roberts directly at 262 695-3468 695-3468 or you can email us at rroberts 
at wctc.edu. Enterprise Now is a digital radio show that seeks to inspire, educate, motivate, and transform entrepreneurs and business owners alike. My goal is to help business owners connect with their customers and build lasting relationships with other business owners. But Enterprise Now is much more than that. My mission is to serve businesses by helping to maximize their profit. This helps to keep community strong and vibrant. The Association of Accredited Small Business Consultants, or AASBC, has equipped me with the training, knowledge, and skills to do just that. Using the SIMP approach, or the simplified examination to maximize profits, I am better able to provide small business coaching and training that will help business owners increase their bottom line. For more information, you can email me at info at wqyl-db.com. That's info at wqyl-db.com. Welcome back to Enterprise Now on WQYL DB Radio. I'm your host, Elsie Flinnard, and if you're just joining us, we're talking with Doug Edmondson with Retire in Three. So, Doug, uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the genesis of what you're doing now um, and the, the meeting that you had. And so let's dig in a little bit. What is Retire in Three and um, how can people find out more information about it? Uh, well, my website is uh, retiring3.ca, and what we do is we basically offer uh, alternative income solutions for people who want to retire on their own terms. And that the retiring three stands for retiring th- retire in three years, which is basically what I did. And uh, if you look at the whole industry around retirement, everything is is it's all the same. It's start start saving early, and then by the time you're 65 or 70, when Social Security kicks in, then you will have a, a good lifestyle. And at 50, when I I was laid off at 53, and well before like if we went back, if we went back before that, if you go back uh, when I first got got the job. Before that, I was I had my own business for 14 years. And then I got divorced, and the divorce basically just wiped my finances basically completely clean, like I was starting over. And I was left with a, a huge legal bill and child support payments, so I basically had to go out, and that's why I got a job. And just, I was getting laid off. I was about three months short of actually having a pension and they wouldn't push it out another three months so that I'd qualify for a pension. So I didn't have a pension and I just got to the point where I had my finances sort of back in order again where I could I was actually starting to save again and I get laid off mm-hmm. and I have no retirement money at all. And uh, looking at a lot of the stats, I'm in the same position that almost two-thirds of the people in North America are in, that they're coming up to retirement age and they have no savings or they don't have enough savings to carry them through into retirement. And they're basically going to depend on, on Social Security as their their way to survive. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that approach, so that's why I started looking at why well, I put together Retiring 3, and it was basically to serve that that segment of the population or, and it's and it's not just people that are retirement age. It's it's anyone who wants to earn enough to retire in three years, and it's it's doable. I I did it, and I'm I wasn't I wasn't a, a superstar at it. <laughs> and if I could do it, then I figured anybody could follow along and do the same thing. Gotcha. So let, tell me. Tell me a little bit more about the details in it. So, um, so I'm I'm not close to retirement, but let's say I want to retire in three. What does that mean for me? How do I how would I get involved in the program, and what does the program entail? Um, well, I'd have a conversation with you to see what retirement looks like. Like, what sort of income would you want to have, and what would you like to do? If 
if you say your your income is you want to have a fifty thousand dollar a year income, then we'd sit down together and we'd plan out what needs to be done per month over three years for you to hit that goal. Gotcha. Gotcha. And it, it does it takes effort, it takes work. But we we have all the training, the training's online. Mm-hmm. And if you follow if you follow the steps and, and learn as you go along because it's like any it's like any business you get into. There's a certain skill set that you have to learn in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. And if you're open to learning and open to following the steps, then you'll get there. If one one of the issues that uh, we have with with a lot of people is they'll come in and well, there's I guess two things. One is they don't they don't make the effort, and two they try to do it their own way. And you always have to put your own personality into it. But if you're going to reinvent it completely, then you're basically starting back at scratch, and it's going to take you much longer to get there. Gotcha, gotcha. So tell me um, about the program itself. Is it? Am I? What are, is it? Selling? Is it sales? Or um, help me understand what retiring three is in terms of the the practical side. If, if I were, if, let's say I were to sign up tomorrow, what would I be doing? Well, the primary, or primarily, we've, we're a big component of network marketing and using the income from network marketing to invest in other investments. So we use our investments and we also invested in real estate. So we have a couple of rental properties now. And but it's network marketing, so it's it's basically word of mouth marketing where you share the concept and share the products with other people, and through by building networks of people, you distribute products through your network of people, and you get paid a commission on all sales that are made. Gotcha. So if I was to so say you were interested and you sign into the program, and you buy products, and then you have other people that you know, and they they buy products. Mm-hmm. Then I would get commission on on what you're purchasing. Plus, I'd also get commission on what your people are are purchasing, and all the way down the line. Uh, right now, I have about uh, just over nine thousand people in my network, and it's like I don't know. I think it's four thousand levels deep, mm-hmm. and I get paid a commission on that person right down at the 4,000th level. Gotcha. So Doug, what I heard you say is 9,000 people are going to be tuning into the enterprise now radio show to hear your interview. Um, and that's a well, good, if they're not listening now. They will be later when they, I send out the podcast link to them. Gotcha. That see, Doug, you stole my thunder. I was just about to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so they could they could listen to the podcast, and and we'll we'll get that link up, and I'll um I'll let you know when we when we get it up. Um, so Doug, you bring up a really good, interesting topic. Some people are absolute fans of network marketing. Some people not so much. Um, I remember reading a little bit on your website about this very thing. So, um, you want to talk to us a little bit about that? Um, some of the uh, rumors or some of the the negative uh, comments that you might get from uh, folks when you bring up network marketing and um, can you maybe dispel some of those myths? Yeah, it's one of those industries that people either hate it or they love it. And there's not a lot in between. <laughs> and like I'll, I'll, for some, like for example on Facebook, I'll make a post and the post may not even be related to network marketing, but as soon as they see, they see that I'm in network marketing, then they'll say, well, it's a pyramid or it's a scam, and all I'm doing is just cheating people out of making their hard-earned earned money. And, and I know there are businesses like that out there, and a scam or a, a, or a pyramid, those do exist, but they're illegal. And uh, network marketing, there's, I think, operating in the, in the U.S. right now, there's about 1,200 registered network marketing businesses. And the network marketing model is a legal model, and it's recognized in almost every country in the world as being, as being a legal way of doing business. 
is different than your conventional business because it's all, all word of mouth and everybody cooperates to make money instead of competing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, right, so last year, or I guess not last, yeah, in 2015, network marketing had close to $200 billion in product sales. And of that, about 40% of it got paid out to the associates as commission. And if you compare that to, say, the music industry, music industry did $17 billion, and the movie industry did $96 billion. So network marketing, it's a huge business, and it's growing. It's sort of where franchising was back in the 50s, when franchising was just starting to get rolling. Mm-hmm. That's where we are with network marketing now. It's just at the point where it's starting to, to, to roll. Gotcha. And it's growing between like 7 and 10% per year. Wow, wow. Doug, give me those stats again. You said the music industry is at, did you say $17 billion? Seventeen billion, and the mu- and the movie industry is at ninety six billion. Wow, that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, so, talk to me a little bit more about some of the 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 research that you did prior to going into your the the retiring retiring three. Um, what was your mindset going in? I know you mentioned a little bit earlier how, uh, given your age and your situation, you wanted something that was going to to ensure um, your your retirement. Um, but what other things did you kind of um, consider prior to making that uh, that jump? Well, one of the things is that I'm in a I'm in a town of about uh, eighty five thousand people, and we're I'm about an hour and a half from Toronto, which is Toronto's about two and a half three million, and Peterborough in the in the IT industry there aren't a lot of jobs in Peterborough for me, so for me to get work. I'd either have to move or commute to Toronto. And I had, I had three kids at the time in high school, all planning to, to hit university within like a couple of years. And I wasn't about to move. I didn't want to move, and I didn't want to commute. And so my mindset was either I find something in Peterborough that wouldn't pay me as much as I, I had been paid before, or I find something that I can do, at least I have control over how much I make. And it may take a couple years to, to get to the point where I'm making decent money, but at least it would be under my control and not under the control of somebody else, and I wouldn't have a boss. Having time freedom, for me, is one of my top things on my list. Mm-hmm. I don't, if it's a nice day out and I want to go off and do something or go canoeing, I don't want to have to ask a manager or plan it a week in advance. I just want to say, oh, great day. I don't really have anything on my plate right now. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, I mean that, was, that was very important to me. Gotcha. So you mentioned um, time freedom. How many people, I wonder, and I, I don't know that I have any studies or numbers on this, but um, how many people on average actually work the entire eight-hour workday, especially those days, like you said, when it's it's sunny outside, it's summer. You know, I'm, I'm in Wisconsin, so um, it's, it's October here. Uh, in a couple of months, it, it'll be December, and it'll, it'll be cold. But um, when it's nice out, you know, August, August, September, and it's a Friday afternoon, I, I just wonder how much productivity is is really happening when when folks would really rather be elsewhere. So uh, that time freedom piece is uh, is very important. Um, and you, you also mentioned um, not asking permission. Um, I think as entrepreneurs that that's huge. There's a great responsibility, but there also but there's also a great freedom in that, right? Yeah, yeah, there is. And it's and it's and a lot of a lot of people they'll go in and they'll take. Like one of the, one of the advantages of network marketing, which was is different than because I also, for 14 years, had my own consulting business. And when you're doing your own thing, you only get paid for the hours that you're actually working. So you don't get vacation pay. It's you put in an hour, your client pays you for that hour of work, and you're basically limited to how many hours you can work during during a week or a month. And when I was doing consulting, I was making good money, but I was working a lot. 
and I was still on a, someone else's timetable. Mm-hmm. I still had clients, and they expected things to be done at certain times within a certain time frame. Mm-hmm. And so I was still not, I still didn't have the time freedom. With network marketing, uh, it takes a while to get, get rolling, but once it gets rolling, it starts taking on a life of its own. And even if I pull back and do nothing more, I still have revenue coming in. And the business keeps growing. It's, it's, I have enough people in my organization now that it's being shared with, even when I'm not sharing it with anyone, mm-hmm. I have 9,000 people that may be sharing it with other people or coworkers or friends or whoever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not involved in that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nine, like 95% of the people in my organization, I don't know and I've never met. Wow. They're friends of friends of friends of friends, like 4,000 or 4,000 levels deep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, Doug, we're going to take our last break. And when we get back, I really want to dig into the, the advantages of network marketing. I want to talk a lot, a, a little bit about time freedom um, and also passive income. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be back. You're listening to WQYLDB Radio. You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road. Enterprise Now with LZ Flinnard. Your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Sometimes you can try so hard at something. Sometimes you can be so, so prepared and still fail. When you say, when you are where you are right now and you say, I can't take this, I can't handle this, I don't want anymore, this is driving me crazy, you are saying, I don't want to go any higher. Most of you won't be successful because when you're studying and you get tired, you quit. I'm here to tell you today, if you got a, somebody came to my office the other day crying, I said, look, don't cry to give up, cry to keep going. Don't cry to quit. You're already in pain, you already hurt, get a reward from it. Don't go to sleep until you succeed. Listen to me, I'm here to tell you today that you can come here, you can jump up, you can do flips, you can be excited when we give away money, but listen to me, you'll never be successful until I don't have to give you a dime to do what you do. How much time do you spend working on you? How much time do you spend every day working on your dream? In the last 90 days, how many books have you read? In the last year, what new skill or knowledge have you acquired? What kind of investment have you made in you? Keep your agreements. Keep your agreements that you make and establish a network of people who will also do that. You gotta have an insatiable appetite for success, all right, for knowledge. You gotta want it as bad as you wanna breathe. You gotta believe. Believe in what? Believe in yourself, believe in your dreams. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen to me, I challenge you. Why do I challenge Because I know you can't. I listen to me, some of you, you're not even in the game. Can you do me a favor? Get in the game. You could be great if you just showed up. Get in the game. You want to be great. You want to do great things. You want to have greatness. You want to be great. I've often said a man's character is not judged after he celebrates a victory by, by, by what he does when his back is against the wall. So no matter how great the setback, how severe the failure, you never give up. 
Welcome back to Enterprise Now on WQYLDB Radio. If you're just joining us, my guest tonight is Doug Edmondson with Retire in Three. And we've been talking about a ton of excellent topics that any entrepreneur, no matter what business you're in, will benefit from. So, Doug, before the break, we were talking a little bit about time freedom, passive income, that type of thing. Can we dig a little bit deeper in that? Um, let's talk about time freedom and passive income as it relates to your experience in, in business as general, business in general, excuse me, and what people might look for if they they are potential entrepreneurs. Um, actually, I guess I'm not sure if this be related, but I just pulled up in my computer the uh, the ten criteria I used in evaluating what business I was going to look for when I got laid off. All right, Doug, go slow because I'm taking notes. Okay. <laughs> My, so one was had to have a low startup cost and little ongoing overhead. Two, I had to have a product or a service that is purchased regularly month after month. So it's not like a product that you sell to the person once and then they never have to come back to you because if you have that sort of product, then you're constantly looking for new customers all the time. Um, a large target market that is growing. Uh, no inventory, but all products are delivered directly to the end customer. Uh, it had to be internet-based with all ordering done online. Uh, unlimited income potential. Number seven is uh, you start realizing profit within months and not taking years. Um, you could build the business part-time in your spare time. Nine, the skills required could be easily learned and no experience was necessary and it didn't depend on what sort of education you had. Um, it was basically unbiased in every way. So it didn't depend on on your, your gender, your, your color, your education level, your past experience. It was all up to you. Uh, number 10 is it had a, a great support team and a community. So those are my, my 10 things that I win, I use to evaluate the business. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. That is really, really good information. Um, Doug, do, would you mind sharing that with people? I think that would, is something that we could uh, maybe send out as a, um, I don't know, a PDF or something like that. If you want to shoot it out and, and then I'll send it to my folks and, um, maybe we can get you some more people in your network that way. Cause um, that's, that's yeah, really, actually, really good advice. Yeah. It's actually, it was part of a, a blog post that I did in LinkedIn. Okay. You want to tell us where we can find that? Do we just go to LinkedIn and, and search or you can, yeah, you can search for my name for Doug, Doug Edmondson. Okay. So let's talk about, um, a couple of those. Um, so number one, I jotted down, I actually missed number three, but, um, so number three, or I'm sorry, number one, low startup cost, low overhead. I think that's self explanatory, um, explanatory, but for, for people who are, might be listening, who are less experienced in business, what, what that means, you want to tell us, um, a little bit more about what that means. I think the low startup makes, um, more sense than what, uh, overhead might be. So you want to share what that, what that means? Yeah, it's, uh, if you start a conventional business, say you started like a uh, retail store or a restaurant, you've been, you have a lease, you have employees, you have stock that you have to maintain, you have uh, all your, your utilities and insurance and all that stuff. And that's all that overhead is, means you have to make that much more money just to cover your overhead before you start turning a profit. Whereas in a network marketing business, 
your overhead is basically your desk, your cell phone, your computer, and where you set up and do your business. It's it's where you already you already have likely a location in your house where you can work. Gotcha. So the overhead is really small. You don't have to carry any inventory. Well, there's some network marketing businesses where you do have to have inventory, but there's a lot out there where you don't. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to have any inventory at all. I didn't want to be selling my. I didn't want to be selling products to customers, and and I don't. Right now, I don't sell anything retail. Everybody that I deal with, they they sign up on the internet, get themselves their own account, and they pay the same price for product products that I do. Gotcha. And it gets delivered. They order them themselves, and it gets delivered directly to their home. Mm-hmm. And so for me, there's no overhead. Gotcha. Gotcha. So product and service that is ongoing. I think that makes sense. Um, what was number three again? Uh, number three was a large target market that is growing. Okay. So, so the health and wellness sector is a growing, growing sector. People are becoming more and more aware of their health and what they eat. Mm-hmm and trying to get healthy or trying to lose weight or trying to increase your performance or having more energy. And, and that's what this business, that's the market segment that we're in. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. So that makes sense. Number four was no inventory. Number five, internet based. Number six, I think uh, stuck out to me, uh, unlimited income potential. Let's talk about that a little bit because the trade-offs that you get with having a job is, it's in some ways people think of it as more secure because at least you know how much you're going to make and when you're going to make it. I make the argument that it's actually less secure because you can lose that income and no fault of your own at any time. Um, but for the sake of argument, um, talk to us a little bit about the unlimited income potential and some of the risks and rewards that are associated with that. Yeah, unlimited income protection potential. If you're if you're working a job, the most you can make is the number of hours you have in a week when you can when you can work. Unless you get up into the the upper management where you then have stock options and and bonuses and all that sort of stuff. But very few people, it's less than one percent, get to that sort of high echelon of the of business world. For for the average person, um they're limited by what they can make. Whereas network marketing, uh, you're not limited. You're, the larger your network grows, the more products that can get moved through that network and the larger your commission. Um, and your, your income, it's unlimited. You could, if, you just keep, if you keep working and building your network, it will just keep on growing. And the more people you get into your, your network, and the more the, your uh, business and products are shared with others, and it sort of, sort of takes on its life of its own and starts growing on its own without you even being involved. But if you keep involved in growing your business and growing your network, then your income will just continually keep going up. And how high it will go, I, I don't know if we've seen the, the top level. But if you take, like, um, what's a big... A big network marketing business, one of the granddads of them all, a family, and they've been around for, what, 50, 60 years? And they have like a few thousand multimillionaires, some of them making like millions of dollars per month. So what's your income potential? It's entirely, it's up to you. What, what level do you want to reach? If you're happy, if you get to $50,000 and you're happy, then you can slow down and stop there and that level will keep going. If you're not happy and you want to be a millionaire, keep working at it. The average length of time to go from from starting to the point where you're making a million dollars average is about seven years. And network marketing, there's more millionaires created in the network marketing industry than any other industry out there. Hmm. And if you look at... Uh, uh, let's see, women making over $100,000 per year. Uh, 80, so it's 82% of women making over $100,000 per year 
do it through a network marketing business. Hmm. Interesting. Cool, cool, cool. Good stats. So, Doug, I have a question for you. What is, I'm curious, what is the average day like for you? What is an average day like? Yeah. Um, well, I spend a lot of time connecting with people on Facebook. Okay. So I'll get up and, well, I spend the first hour of the day just checking checking through emails and, and responding to different people's emails. Then I'll go on, on Facebook and post to a number of different um, groups that I, I'm in. And if I see certain people making really good comments, then I'll reach out to them and try and connect with them mm-hmm. and try and have some sort of conversation to see where they are and what what they're looking for in life and whether they would be a good kind candidate. Like I, I don't, I'm selective. I don't want to just, I don't just take anyone who comes through the door because there's some people I just don't want to, it takes a lot of my time and a lot of my effort. Mm-hmm. And if someone comes to me and it doesn't seem like they're committed or are going to put in the effort, I'm not going to put any more effort into it than they are. Gotcha. But if someone is really interested and they they truly want to learn what this business is about, and trying to push anything on anybody, I'm just providing them the information so that they can make an intelligent decision whether this is for them or not for them. It's not for everyone, and that's fair. But for those that, that do see the potential, then I am willing to put in as much effort as they are to make it work for them. Gotcha, gotcha. And one of the things that I found early in this business, it's not about, it's not about me. It's not about me making money. Like, I can, I can go out and I, that could be my focus, that I just want to make money for myself. And initially, that's sort of how I approached it. But I very quickly learned people see through that right away. They go, oh, you're just in it for yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you switch that around, that I'm not in it for me, I'm in it to work with you, and we both succeed together. So you make money, I make money, everybody's happy. Gotcha, gotcha. So the number nine I had was um, skills easily learned. What kind of skill set would one need in order to be successful at, at what you do? Um. Well, I'm, I'm going to answer that a little differently. I'm going to go more with with a belief. One one is you have to believe in the industry, the network marketing industry as a whole, that this is a, a legal, solid industry, and it's not some scam that, like, you'll run into a lot of negative out there. So you have to have a solid belief that this is a good industry. Two, you have to believe in the, the, the uh, business that you're associated with. Uh, three, you have to believe in the products that you're representing. And four, which is the big one, is you have to believe in yourself. And so a lot of the training is is working on yourself. And so you have to believe in yourself, and you have to learn how to trust yourself and use your own personality and learn how to connect with people and not come across as pushy and not be salesy, not be gimmicky, and be truth, truthful. If they ask you a direct question, then you answer it. You don't skirt around the issue because as soon as you start skirting around the issue, then it sounds like you're, you're not telling the truth and, they're hide, and you're hiding something. Mm-hmm. So you try and be up front. So a lot, of it, a lot of the training involves, one is learning what the products are, and two, learning how to connect and talk with people. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what is a, what, I guess, what's the typical process? Um, you mentioned you um, are pro- prospecting on Facebook and um, let's say you, you run across someone who you think might be a, a, a good potential uh, candidate to, to work with. Um, walk me through what that looks like. Do you then uh, reach out and you guys uh, exchange emails and phone numbers or um, what does that look like? And, and kind of what things are you looking for? past the, the, the prospecting phase that um, lets you know that that person is a good fit? Um, well, I want to write, like once, once we've gone for 
exchange we've gone through and we've had an email conversation on on Facebook and we've we're sort of into a discussion and it's not right off the bat we may have exchanged like I don't know eight to ten emails back and forth getting to learn a little bit more about each other and then uh, the next one the next step is to to have a phone call or a Skype call and I found that people that are hesitant about connecting by phone or by Skype generally aren't good contacts or aren't good prospects because they're not willing to take that next step. And maybe it's like it's sometimes it's uncomfortable. You're trying you're going to be connecting with someone you don't really know. And if you're not willing to make that step, then you're likely not willing to do what's required to make your own business successful because you have to talk with people. Gotcha. Part of the business. Mm-hmm. Once once we've had the phone call, then I learn I'll learn more about what they are, and I'll have them watch a, a video, and I'll send them some some online information about products and the business and what have you. And then there's whole there's a whole training of there's a whole series of training steps that that we then start working our way through, and it's, it's a progress. It it doesn't you don't it's not everything right at once and you don't learn everything and then go out. It's as, as you're learning, as you're doing it. So maybe you, you try, um, I don't know, once you, once you've gone through the training and you know how to, how to talk, we may do some role playing where, where I pretend that I'm a prospect and you're talking with me, trying to find out what, what makes me tick and whether I'd be, a good candidate or not. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole it's a whole process, and it's all it's all laid out. Most of it's online, but there's also online podcasts, and there's uh, live telephone calls that you can you can connect into and listen to other people talk about their experience. So if you don't have a good connection with me, then you, I can connect you with somebody else that maybe you have more of a connection with. Gotcha. Gotcha. So if you're like say you're a doctor. I may not be a good connection because I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. but uh, there's many doctors in the organization that I can connect you with that, that that speak the same language as you do. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, very cool, Doug. Uh, wh- what I want to do now is, um, if you don't mind, give out your um, your contact information. Um, tell us uh, where we can contact or connect with you, um, and um, any other information you want to to get out to to folks. Okay, well, I'm on I'm on Facebook, and my group group name is Retiring Three, and my website is retiring3.ca, and there's contact buttons there on the website, or uh, um, I think there's a phone number there too, but also my LinkedIn profile is Doug Edmondson, and there's a bunch of blog posts in there talking about network marketing and a number of different things. Um, I think that would all that that would at least get you connected with me. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, I want to remind the listeners again that uh, here at Enterprise Now uh, WQIL DB Radio, we do have sponsorships available. So if you go to our website www.wqil-db.com and forward slash sponsorship sponsor i'm sorry you will find our sponsorship packages and we have a variety of different packages that will help promote and get your message out to your audience so um, please check us out we are um, open and available for that the other thing that i don't want to forget to do is give another shout out to our um our teammates baseline to go line they're a sports podcast that just joined the family we're happy to have them on board uh, those guys are are, are sports nuts self self-proclaimed sports nuts they love talking about sports football basketball thus the name baseline go baseline goal line so when you get a chance check them out they are airing on wqyldb radio on wednesdays at 6 p.m. So check that out. Baseline to Go Line is airing on WQYLDB Radio on Wednesdays from at 6 o'clock. So check that out. Leave them a message on their Facebook page. Let us know 
how much you love them so we can um, continue to have this, uh, to continue to have a long and prosperous relationship. Um, and uh, lastly, if you have questions for me, my email address is info, that's I-N-F-O, at WQYL-DB.com. That's info at WQYL-DB.com. I'm always looking and willing to talk with entrepreneurs and business owners about anything, anything you want to talk about. Drop me a line. We can talk about it. I'm available and willing and open. With that, Mr. Doug Edmondson, let's talk a little bit about advice. You are a, a veteran entrepreneur. So what advice would you have to both current and potential entrepreneurs? What would be your advice to them? Uh, one is keep an open mind. There's a lot of opportunities out there and there's a lot of different ways of approaching business and different ways of doing business. And if you go into something with a preconceived idea of what you think it is, you may not see the whole picture. Business has changed. Network marketing is not the same as it was 30 years ago. It's now we have the Internet, we have Facebook, we have this whole sharing economy happening. And the business is changing to fit that new economy that we're, we're moving into. 30 years ago, we didn't have the Internet, we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have texting, and businesses that don't take advantage of the new technology eventually get left behind. And so my advice is keep an open mind mm -hmm. and stay open to new ideas. Gotcha. So what would you say has attributed to your success thus far? Um, I'd say likely persistence. Gotcha. There, there are so many times where you think, oh, I just can't do this anymore. Or you, or you get a prospect who starts off and they work at the business, you think they're doing really well, and they're starting to make money, and then they go, oh, don't want to do this anymore. You've just, I've just spent through all this time and effort and you're thinking things are rolling along nice and then it, it doesn't. Gotcha. There's always something flips out or throws you a curveball, mm -hmm. and you just have to be able to persist and get through that because once you get through it, then it's better. So all business, they'll take a little dip and then they'll expand again. Then they'll take a little dip and then they'll expand again. As long as when it's expanding, it goes above what it was before, mm -hmm. then you're doing okay. But there's sometimes it will take a little dip and you think, why am I doing this? <laughs> but if you just stick with it and get through it, then a few months down the road, you're like, oh, this is why I did it. Gotcha, gotcha. So, Doug, we have about uh, two minutes left. So if you could tell me in about a minute, when are you going to retire? Uh, you mentioned earlier you're you're approaching the sixty um, uh, age, and when when are you going to hang hang up the old entrepreneurial uh, boots? <laughs> I don't know if I ever will. Gotcha. <laughs> it's it's in my blood, and retirement means different things for different people. And I'm doing what I love, so I'm retired because I'm doing what I love. When I was working for somebody else, I wasn't doing what I liked. Mm -hmm. So I basically retired from what I was doing into something that I love doing. Gotcha. And gotcha. as long as you're doing something you love, you're retired. Gotcha. That's so. That's. I don't think you understand how good of um, how much how good advice that is. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for being on the show. Um, our time has come to an end and, um, I, I just, like I said, I appreciate you being on the show, um, and giving us all the, the knowledge and wisdom that you shared with us. Um, you know, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. Um, and we, uh, I know I appreciate it and I know my listeners appreciate it. So, uh, so thank you for that. And, um, well, thank you for having having me on your show i really enjoyed this oh not a problem and and make sure doug we um we connect we connect i want to get that blog out with those 10 um things that you considered uh, out to folks so i think that'll that'll help them out a lot 
Okay. All right. So thanks again, Doug. And if you have just joined us, you missed it. I was uh, speaking with Doug Edmondson of Retire in Three, and he gave us a lot of insights and mindsets on entrepreneurship and business. You've been listening to WQYL DB Radio Enterprise Now. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.